News out of Las Vegas for the Los Angeles Lakers. DeMarcus Cousins has reportedly suffered a knee injury during a Monday workout in Las Vegas. He's currently undergoing further testing by the Lakers medical staff. In the NFL on Wednesday, Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer reported that the Vikings have made Laquan Treadwell available in trades. ESPN's Dan Graziano was reporting Odell Beckham Jr. missed Wednesday's practice with a hip pointer. In baseball, the Minnesota Twins have activated right-handed pitcher Michael Pineda from the 10-day injured list. Pineda will return to the Twins starting rotation on Thursday night against the Rangers after missing around two weeks with a mild right tricep strain. For the Seattle Mariners, Felix Hernandez threw four scoreless innings in another rehab start Wednesday with low A Everett. And the Oakland Athletics have signed Matt Harvey to a minor league contract. He'll report to Las Vegas. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. Ladies and gents, this is the BFFs. Yo! We are back! This is the BFFs. The Action Hour is live here from Studio 34. I am Greg Sussman. No Frank Stample today. EY is still in the house. Eric Young, what's happening, man? Still uh, loving tight ends. You know, it's uh, it's it's a very treacherous position. It has been for years, but hopefully this is going to help some people out. I know it helps me talking about it, looking at it, talking it through, listening to what you think. It's uh, it's a good exercise to make you sharper in your drafts, and it's, uh, let's keep the conversation going, buddy. Absolutely. So Adam Sheffield just reported during the program that Ezekiel Elliott – if and when he gets a new contract, I thought the wording there was very interesting. If and when he gets a new contract, he's back down to a the lowest weight he's ever been at or since his rookie season in the low 220s. So when he reports the camp, he'll be ready to rock. Maybe I'm just reading a bit too much into this, Eric, but if and when he signs the contract, Shether's plugged in. I'm with you, man. I know Ezekiel Elliott's your number one guy. He's not my number one. He's in my top four. But I'm feeling a little bit more confident about Ezekiel. Excuse me about Ezekiel Elliott today. Yeah, like you said, Schefter is definitely plugged in, and this is a guy that that lives and dies by his reputation of breaking news. He's not going to break news about Ezekiel Elliott and use the words "if" and "when" unless it's it, it's coming. It's coming. Jerry Jones is going to pay this guy. 100%. He knows that Zach is in his in his rookie uh, rookie contract still. This is the last year he's going to be able to stay on that. The only time they're going to be able to probably afford both is this year. They're going to go for it. Jerry Jones is not a stupid man. He knows that. Um, they're going to pay him. Ezekiel is going to play, and he's still my number one. Yeah, I'll read you the exact tweet. While he's away from the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott's weight is in the low 220s, the lowest expenses in his rookie years per source. If and when the two sides can work out a deal... Elliot will be ready to go if and when the sides, two sides can work out a deal. It's not if, it's, it's when. Ezekiel Elliott will be totally, totally good. This also comes from uh, the Charlotte Observer who have been pumping up Curtis Samuel all offseason. And not surprisingly here, Eric, Cam Newton has been able to throw the deep ball more. There's a correlation there because he has someone to throw it to. That's Curtis Samuel. This connection certainly seems real. Are both Cam Newton and Curtis Samuel rising up your draft board? 
Yeah, Cam Newton is for sure. I feel like this is a guy like guys like Kyler Murray and, and, and you know guy, quarterbacks Lamar Jackson and stuff are being drafted in front of Cam Newton. You're insane. Cam Newton has been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the last five years. He was running the football when these guys were still in college. He's going to continue to run the football. He's a massive guy. Uh, they're saying that they redid his, his throwing motion, which did worry me, but all the reports out of camp is that they're, he's looking the best he's ever looked. He will move up um, for me. Um, and for me, he's the best hybrid. He's not a guy that's great at throwing the ball, but we know he runs it. He runs in the red zone and he's decent at throwing and having Samuel, DJ Moore, Greg Olson back and Christian McCaffrey catching the ball. This is going to be a potent offense and Cam Newton's going to, uh, he's going to pay dividends big time. Absolutely. I'm all in on Cam. I've said this a lot, that he's a quarterback that I'm actively targeting here in drafts. He is my number six quarterback overall. He is a type of player that can win you leagues because he does do everything with that shoulder and obviously with his legs, with that bold uh, or that big frame. He's extremely, extremely helpful. Now, we talked to Dante Moncrief earlier in the offseason and compared him to James Washington and whatnot. Now, I didn't even realize this, but Dante Moncrief hadn't practiced with the Steelers for about a week because he broke his finger. And as good as James Washington was in that preseason game, this fight is really on. Maybe, as we spoke about Vance McDonald earlier, he's the one that steps up, but this Moncrief versus James Washington competition still seems to be going full throttle. Yeah, and I think uh, a couple weeks ago, everyone was saying for sure it's Moncrief's job. Um, Things that I've heard is is that Washington is just not a good practice player. And this has happened before. We've heard from superstar players. I think I can remember a few years back saying Steve Smith was a guy that that wasn't a good practice player, uh, would drop balls, would not be involved, and and wouldn't be going hard or as hard as we were used to it. But when those lights come on on Sunday, Steve Smith is one of, if not the most ferocious competitors in the NFL, small guy, slight guy, but battled for the ball, caught balls over the middle, super tough, super resilient, could, could, could jump, could catch, could run routes. He did everything. But this is the thing with Washington. Washington was draft high, and we know something about Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is good at finding wide receivers. These guys could both pay dividends. I can't remember uh, who it was in our draft, but I think he went 8-9 or 9-10 and, and picked them both. That yeah. could be a hell of a move at that level. Yeah, it was Dana Martinez, Fitton Speed. Dana Martinez. Yeah, host the Fantasy Freestyle. You can check that out later tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time right here on FNTSY. And he wasn't sure which one he wanted. So he took both. And even if they don't both work out, it's 8-9, as you said, Eric. And he's like, hey, why not? I'm guaranteed the second wide receiver. I'm not messing around. And we spoke earlier this week. Would you do that with Green Bay, with Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantley? I said I wouldn't do that. But as you said, it could ultimately pay major, major dividends if the second wide receiver in Pittsburgh has the season that many believe he ultimately could. We'll see what happens uh, there in that situation uh, with those wide receivers. Now, I, speaking of wide receivers, I got to bring up Odell Beckham, who has this hip injury, and he's probably not going to play in the second preseason game. And I get it; it's fine. You want your guys to be one hundred percent, but doesn't always feel like Odell is just always nicked up. Yeah, I mean, this is something that he's he. This has been part of owning Odell Beckham. Is you're going to deal with this? Uh, part of that, I think, is he's he's just a, a, he's a soft player. 
he, he, he gets hurt. And when he's hurt, he tells people, he lets everybody know around him. Um, and he has played hurt. I'm not saying that, that he's weak or, or, or he's not a competitor when he's on the field, he's a competitor. But the reality is, is his injuries, uh, hinder this guy. He's always hurt. There always seems to be something wrong. I know I've owned him before in the past and every week you're wondering, is he going to play? Is he going to start? Is he, is he going to play even for the rest of the year? So this, I mean, doesn't surprise me. He's a veteran. Um, you know, they're probably just, or they're always going to go on the side of caution and keep them out. Preseason is not that important. Um, I'm still, I'm not going to move him anywhere, but this is something to, to watch. And you're just going to deal with this all year with, with Odell Beckham. This is who he is. I'm not ultimately moving him anywhere drastically, but for me, it, like I have Odell and Tyreek Hill back to back. And I know Frank and, and Florio uh, have Tyreek Hill one spot higher than Odell Beckham. I get it. I, I, I get it. Maybe that's the only thing I would do. Like you said, certainly uh, not doing anything drastic. EY, we appreciate it as always, my man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Talk to you in the whimsical Brian Kendrick tomorrow. I can't wait for this. Yeah, it's going to be an auction draft show. I'm excited to hear what's going on with his auctions and, and see what's going on. All right. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. And a lot of betting stuff to get into. Venture will join us, too. Stick around. Stick around. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back with you here on the BFFs, Greg Sussman with you. Chris Venture is going to join us in a little bit. I got a lot of uh, betting stuff to get to, baseball, football, uh, and the like. Venture and I also draft back-to-back in the GST League uh, this weekend, so I'd like to get his thoughts on that. I'm a very open book when it comes to this stuff. I find it interesting, and maybe it's because we've been doing this for a long time, all of us, and I played in a lot of fantasy leagues long before I was in front of a camera talking about it. But I feel like... I'm a more of an open book than I've ever been. Like when uh, I have a draft, as I said, a home league draft on Sunday. It's an auction after the GST. And, and Venture and I, as I said, are back to back. And like he's not hiding who he wants. I'm not hiding who I want. It's we're open books about this. And, and I think maybe that's just simply confidence in ourselves and who we want. And it is what it is. And the dominoes are going to fall where they may. But it's funny because for years, like I would never tell anybody that oh, who do you want. Well. If you listen to the show, you'll find out exactly who I want. And especially in an auction, like I can tell you every guy that I want. If you want to price and force me, go right ahead. But I have never, I, I, at least this year, I've never have felt more passionate about it than I do now that you can know everybody who I want. You want to know exactly who I want? I've sat here for five months talking about how much I like James Conner. You know it. I sat with Ventra a couple of hours ago being like, all right, what are you doing at 11? I have 10. I need to figure out what I want to do in the second round. And he goes, well, I like this wide receiver. I like this running back. That's my plan. And I'm very honest. Like, I could try to screw him over and lie to him and say, hey, in the, at the 10th spot, I'm going to take one guy and then just swerve to throw him off his game. But, like, why? I don't need that upper hand. I am confident in my abilities. I don't know that Frank and Mike are. But... I am confident in my abilities that 
There's no need to hide anything. There's no need to lie. It's all very, very clear and transparent. And Jake used to talk about, I know Florio did too, that especially in his home league, he used to say, oh, these guys, they go earlier because I want them. That's okay. Like, fine. Like, in a state draft, if people want to do that, I'm prepared for it. I can go in a lot of different directions here. Um, I can go in uh, many different ways. Scott Angle used to say, there's a million ways to win a fantasy league, and it's true. And he doesn't care about picks. He'd never be someone to trade up for a pick because he thinks he can win from anywhere. And just because you know that he likes Cooper Cup, and I'll never forget, uh, at the GST League a couple of years back, I went up to him and I flipped him the bird when I took Cooper Cup. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter because there's a million guys that he likes. There's a million ways to win. So ultimately, there's nothing to hide. And I think it's very, very honest. And I'm always going to be honest with you because I'm an open book. I got nothing to hide. And I don't think you should be worried about it either. You like who you like, and there's never anything to worry about when it comes to um, being secretive from your league mates. It's all good. And if you want to chime into that, well, feel free. In our YouTube chat, at Greg Sussman on Twitter, at FantasyBFFs, that's ultimately all you need to do is just be honest. Be clear in your fantasy leagues. You guys know me. You've been listening to me for, for years at this point. Talk about these topics. And I'm a strategy type of guy. Like I love having the strategy um, conversations with you guys because I think they're almost more fun. Let me put this back in my ear. Um, I think they're more fun than sitting here and talking about, oh, one guy versus one guy. We do that, and it's a good conversation. And again, open book. I'm learning stuff constantly where Frank will throw it out. And... Florio will throw it out, and EY will throw it out. You see me, you sit here, you see me staring deep into my computer, like, all right, I'll move this guy now. Because I'm an open book. I don't mind being the one that's going to sit here and tell you I don't know everything. I love sitting and chatting with you guys because you teach me stuff. When, how many times have you told me, well, this about this guy, and I'll move it? Just literally this morning, talking about strategy, right? Florio, Frank, and I have the 10th overall pick this Sunday. And admittedly, I'm going to be very clear. Half of you guys listening play in our league. I want James Conner or Le'Veon Bell. I have the 10th pick. Is that possible? I don't know. But I want that because mainly it will get me out of an argument with Florio and Frank. But also, I like how my team's going to shape up a little bit more. And I'm telling you that straight up. I want Le'Veon Bell or I want James Conner. And if I... Don't get those guys. Everything's going to have to change. So because of that, and I was trying to do contingencies and whatnot, I wound up looking more into Joe Mixon. And it's a guy that, as I pull up my notes here, it's a guy where I'm like, he was really much better than I thought last year. I talk about the brutalness of the offensive line, and it's not good. You look at what Joe Mixon did in weeks 12 through 17. 17 doesn't count for fantasy, whatever, fine. In week 12, 14 for 89. In week 13, 12 for 82. Week 14, 26 carries for 111. Week 15, 27 carries, 129. Week 16 wasn't good against Cleveland. He had 17 for 68. Followed up against Pittsburgh in week 17 with 17 for 105. That stretch where he clearly finally got healthy was really good. When he was healthy early in the year, weeks 1 and 2, 17 for 95, 21 for 84. When Joe Mixon was healthy last year, he was really good. 
And you put a coach in there, like Zach Taylor, who's going to utilize the talent that he has seemingly better than Marvin Lewis and the cast of characters that he had as his coaching staff. Come around a lot more to Joe Mixon today than I was at any time previously uh, in this offseason. I looked at Joe Mixon, I looked at the offensive line, and I looked at the Bengals' offense, I'm like, this sucks. It's terrible. But Joe Mixon himself, with that same brutal offensive line last year, was really good. He had games last year, including the opener. He had five receptions, seven targets from Andy Dalton. Later in the year, in week 14, where he, had, where he basically played every snap, five more receptions, six more targets. If Joe Mixon is utilized in this role, and he's utilized as a true bell cow, which I think he can, there's a lot to like with Joe Mixon. So the question became this morning between Frank Florio and I, Joe Mixon versus Todd Gurley. And as anybody that reads um, what Michael Florio says or listens to our program, he's the Gurley guy because he believes that Todd Gurley has the ability to finish as the number one overall player. Why? Because we've seen it. But the reason I've now come around to Mixon, and if Frank's listening, he's going to love it, is because the upside for Joe Mixon, I, I don't think is capped. The upside for Todd Gurley is he's going to only have 15 to 20 carries per game or 15 to 20 touches per game. Florio knows that, and his thought is, like, that's fine. Todd Gurley's good enough that it doesn't matter. Joe Mixon, 26 carries I stare at. 27 carries I stare at. He had 237 rushing attempts. He had 55 targets. There's more to go around with Joe Mixon. And if I believe Zach Taylor, and I believe this trend that if you know Sean McVay, you're going to get hired, and for a good reason, there's a lot to like. Zach Taylor was a part of that crew that helped Todd Gurley have over 2,000 rushing yards, and over, or 2,000 total yards, rather, and over 30 touchdowns over the last two seasons. Joe Mixon's falling down draft boards, and now I'm kind of wondering why. There's major upside here. I know that John Jerry is the left guard. I know that losing the left tackle really hurts his running game. But as long as he's on the field, and as long as Gio Bernard is isolated, Joe Mixon is creeping right back in to this tier with Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook, who admittedly, I had surpassing Joe Mixon. And I still do. I still have it Cook, and then, I still have it Cook and then Chubb, and then Gurley and Mixon, but they're all together. They're all in that tier. When it comes to this GST draft, I just don't, I don't want to get involved because I don't want to have to fight with my teammates. That's the issue. Ending this kind of segment on a strategy conversation, that's the issue when you're a, a, in a league with partners. I love being able to talk about it with my partners, having somebody else that cares about my fantasy football league. But I don't love that I got Frank in one ear, I got Florio in my ear, and I'm the one with the trigger. I got to hear it no matter what I do, that I'm wrong. Not so fun. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to move on to the gambling stuff. I want to talk to Chris Venture a lot about tonight, a lot about some season totals as well. Gambling the rest of the way. Stick with us. The BFFs here on the Fantasy Sports Network.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Do you want a two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid. Open up a PointsBet sports wager account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Niners minus three and they beat the Raiders by seven points, you receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to 1000 bucks today. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See websites for details. Right now, it's time to bring in the closer. Chris Fetcher, what's up, Chris? What is up? How you doing, Greg? BFFs, excited I'm, to be on. I'm good, man. It's the first time since uh, Frenzy re-began. Mm-hmm. You're joining uh, joining me on the show. What's up? Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Uh, we were doing baseball. Going? It's going good. I think uh, team previews, I am kind of want to get past it now at this point. we got two divisions left, AFC uh, West and South. Hey, you got eight more teams to go. Eight more teams to go. So two weeks, right? After this, basically, how many weeks we have it till the football season? If that, like two, uh, yeah, yeah, two. All right, so there's a good two weeks we could, you know, free range yeah, it, give rankings and I've, stuff. Absolutely. Where can people listen to the fantasy football frenzy? Uh, you know, FNTSY Sports Network on YouTube. You could search that. Uh, you could find this on audio. Are we on audio? Boom and yeah, all of course we're on audio. Audio boom. boom. Yeah, I'm talking about you know frenzy in particular. Uh, audio boom, iTunes, wherever you can get uh, you know podcasts and stuff like that. And uh, videos, you know, and my and my name on Twitter actually is the closer t h e closer fifteen eighty seven. So if you want to find me there, I'm there. All right, there you go. That's how you can find the closer, Chris Venture. So Chris, I have some I have some notes I wanted to go over with you. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So I have a the player, and you let me know what their odds are to be the all purpose leader. In yards in the NFL this season. Okay. All right? You don't, you don't need any notes. Yeah, I don't need this. Huh? Who do you think the favorite is? For all-purpose yards. All-purpose yards. Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley, that's correct. What do you think the odds are? Uh, plus 210. Plus 300. Plus 300. Plus 300. Very good. Saquon Barkley, number one overall. Who do you think number two is? All-purpose yards. Um, let's go with... I would say Zeke, but I feel like that fell down. Zeke Elliott's number three. Okay, he's number three. So you're right there. You're right there. Can I say Julio Jones? You can say Julio Jones, but he's not even in the top ten. Wow. All purpose yards. You got run, running backs. Number, running backs. Yeah, mostly running backs. It's gonna be mostly running backs. In fact, there is only interesting. There's two more receivers that are on here other than um, Julio. Well, I said only two wide receivers on here total, actually. Really? Yeah. The other one being probably. Leo's not on it. So there's okay. two wide receivers that are on here. One of them is interesting. You never get it. One of them is Juju. Nope. No. No. Mm. One of them is Tyreek Hill. Okay. That makes that sense. Makes sense right? Yeah. Right? He's a gadget player. He returns punts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wide receivers. He rushes run, sometimes. Run the ball. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. He's plus eight hundred. Not a bad bet. Okay. At plus sixteen hundred is the other wide receiver. Jeez. 
really tough. It's tough to get. It is not like a first or second round pick. All right. Um, someone that rushes the ball potentially. I have no idea. I can't think not of it. No, I can't think of anybody. Tyler Lockett. Because he rushes a little bit too, right? Rushes a little bit. Returns kicks. Gets big yardage plays. Really interesting, right? Yeah. That makes me want to buy into Tyler Lockett in fantasy. Isn't it? I mean, if they're saying that, you know, probably going to have a lot of yards. He is the go-to receiver on the Seahawks. So, But you're right. Running backs are the all-purpose guys. So Kamara's got to be up there. Yeah, Kamara's in the top. I mean, the four running backs you draft between in your first four in your fantasy leagues, they're yeah. one through four. It's Barkley, McCaffrey, Zeke, and uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, okay, McCaffrey. Those are the first four. Then the next two running backs that you're probably going to draft, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, they're both there at plus 700. I mentioned Tyreek Hill and Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. Um, two other players inside the top 10, Todd Gurley at plus 1,300. I mean, he can do it. I don't think he will. It's not a good bet. Mm-hmm. Your boy. Plus 2,000. My boy. Tariq Cohen. Yeah. You're talking about him on the frenzy today. Yes. I think he's the best pass catching back in the league. Yeah, it's right now. Yeah. Plus 2,000. I got, some, I got some other stuff for you here. Mm-hmm. The odds to win, we're doing this for Frank uh, a lot here on uh, the program as of late. And that is NFC North, the odds to win the division. Who do you think is the favorite to win the NFC North? I would say right now it's the Bears. It is the Bears. What do you mm-hmm. think the odds are? I would say plus 120. 180. 180. 180. Okay. Out of 100%, of course, what percentage of bets, if you're betting on, the, betting on a team to win the division, mm-hmm. what percentage of bets is coming in on the Bears? Compared to the other teams. Obviously. In the North, yeah. Uh, what percentage are coming in the Bears? I would say less than 50%. No. Really? 65%. That's high. Of the bets are coming in on the Bears to win the NFC North. I guess because plus 180 is pretty good odds. It is pretty good odds. It's pretty good odds for a team that went 12-4 and four last year, And it's too. the favorite. Right, yeah. right. So the second favorite is Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, you get it. They're plus 190. So they're basically even. Mm-hmm. Only 16% of the bets are coming in on the Green Bay Packers. 15% is coming on the Minnesota Vikings, yep. which is plus 210. Those three teams, very bunched up. Mm-hmm. Right? They Tough division. The they got the Lions in the cellar here. Plus 1,200. Yeah, no one's betting that. No. I would not. 4%. Yeah. I would, I, would, I would take the Vikings, oh, yeah? plus 210. I mean, the best odds. And they, I think they have just as much of a shot to win the division, especially as much as the Packers. Right. They might even be better than the Packers. Sure. I mean, Rodgers is the one X factor there for, pa- for the Packers. And then, it's a major X factor. It's a major X factor, but the Vikings got everything else. The defense, they got them beat on defense. They got them beat on wide receivers. They Mike, got them beat- Mike Zimmer's got nothing to lose this year. Well, he, he has a lot to lose, no? I mean, it's his, it's his job, so he's going to go all out. Oh, yeah, he's going to go all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like not holding anything back here at this point. Yeah, he's going to go for the gold. You know, he's uh-huh. going to run people to the ground if he has to. Precisely. And Literally, because they're only going to run the ball. So. <laughs> they're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, but, and the Bears, plus 180. I mean, that's close. Plus 180 to plus 210. I mean, I, Bears are the smart money. I think the Vikings win this division, though. I really do. All right, so there you go. Now, to what, what do I have next for you here? Okay, so we talked about all-purpose yards. Mm-hmm. We talked about a, a, NFC North. It's going to the preseason for tonight. Eagles and Jaguars tonight. Mm. Let me look at the spread. Hold on. I put the wrong thing out. Eagles and Jaguars tonight. Spread is uh, three points. Okay. What you got and why? Uh, Eagles, Jaguars. I would say the, the Eagles are the favorite. They're not. Okay, because they're probably benching starters. Well, I, well, I mean, they're in Jacksonville. If right. that, that means anything. That, yeah. Right. Uh, Nate Sunfeld is going to play a lot tonight, no doubt, for Philadelphia. For Jacksonville, uh, it'll be interesting to see if Nick Foles plays. He did not play in the first preseason game. 
he should play in this one. I think he will. Yeah, because you want to see what you got in your new quarterback. Sure. With your new players, right. you know? So, I would, so that in that case, if Nick Foles is playing and Wentz is not, yeah, so the minus three makes sense then for uh, the Jaguars. The 80% of the bets on DraftKings mm-hmm. coming in on the Eagles. 80% of the bets coming in on the Eagles. That's weird. Interesting, right? Yeah, we're not looking at the Eagles' regular season team here, you know? No, of course not. Yeah. And the Jaguars' defense, surely they're going to play a good portion. Now, Joe Ranieri was talking about this this morning on uh, Make It Rain. Mm-hmm. He was saying that this line moved more so than any other line this week or today. Now, I don't see that on really... I don't really see that. I see, I mean, they opened Jacksonville as a three-point favorite. They still a three-point still favorite. Still three-point So I don't really see that mm-hmm. where I'm looking. I thought it was interesting. The game total on this one's 34. You're going over or under? Well, I hear a theory that it's good to go under in right. most preseason games. So I would say under. All right. Most of the bets here for this game are coming in over. Most of the money itself is coming in on the under. So the big 80% fish. of the money yeah. is coming in on the under. The big fish are betting on the under. Huh? Yeah. But the majority of the bets coming in on the over. Interesting. All right. Yeah, that is interesting. You want another one? Mm-hmm. Jets and Falcons tonight. Okay. The Falcons here in this one are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay. There will be no Julio Jones. No Matty Ice. Tonight. No Matty Ice. Are we sure about that? No Matty Ice? I'm pretty sure. All right. Well, were you, were you going to say that? Or were you just saying Julio Jones? No, no Julio Jones. Probably no Devontae Freeman. Right. Don't know about Calvin Ridley yet. Okay. I would think he plays. Okay. Le'Veon Bell played on it? You're going to see Sam Darnold. You didn't see Le'Veon Bell last week. Right. I don't know if you'll see Bell. And if you do, I think you see him for a very, very limited. Sh- very limited, yeah. How long do you think Darnold plays for? Half? Does he get that far? Nah. Okay. Quarter? A quarter. Okay. If he gets that far. Quarter. So this spread opened at point and a half. It's now up to two. Okay. I like the Jets. Well, they're, they lost the Giants. So. so they're plus two, the Giants. Uh, the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half. They lost to the Giants. Yeah. Well, well we see, it depends on where you're looking. Uh, FanDuel right now has it at uh, two and a half. Most sports books in Vegas have it at two. That means you probably want to get on the Falcons before it goes up to two and a half. Right, right, right. I, I like, I'm with you. I like the Jets plus two because if Donald's going to start a quarter, that could be a huge lead right after the Especially if we're jump. not ever seeing only Matt Schaub. Yeah. yeah. No, no Matt Ryan. Matt Schaub hasn't really looked great either. Nope. Uh, the, other, the other quarterback, though, for the Falcons actually looked good in the last preseason game. Who was it? Who's competing for the job. I forget who the name uh, someone younger that might, you know, Maybe play he out. Beat out Shop. He might beat out Shop. yeah. A veteran. Because right. we know what we're getting from Shop, you know? Sure. All right. Let me, uh, let me continue here. Mm-hmm. And the next game up tonight is... Ravens and Packers. Ravens are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Green Bay. No Aaron Rodgers. No Aaron Rodgers. Is there anyone else guaranteed out tonight? I don't, I don't think Aaron Jones is playing. That's all I got for you. Okay. Yeah, so I would do the Raven. Yep. Minus three and a half or minus three? Uh, let's see. So here, it opened at three and a half on most sports books. It's at three and a half. The FanDuel Sportsbook has it at three and a half as well. I don't like minus three and a half. I like three and a half. You I rather you go. Don't, you don't like the hook. I don't like the hook. My, I would buy the point to get minus three. Buying preseason points. Buying preseason points. This is what it's coming to. <laughs> buying preseason points. Buy I would never buy, bet preseason. I'm not going to lie. You're not that guy. No, not unless I see something glaring, right? Like, like or, you know, three of the, like the triplets on uh, the Falcons not starting. Sure. Then, maybe, like, I'd bet the Jets because Donald's going to play for a right. quarter. But in most circumstances, 
Well, God bless you. Uh, most circumstances, you. Uh, you know, I would not touch the preseason because you don't know what could happen. You know, you got all second string, third string guys playing. Anything could happen, really. Anything really could happen. But you know these coaches, the coaches care more than anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I want to dive into these coaches with you a little bit, and we're going to yeah. try to predict based on that. Sounds good. A whole lot more coming your way. This is the BFFs here on the Fantasy Sports Network. He's Chris Venture. I'm Greg Sussman. Take you to the top. Stick around. More on the way next. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, here we go. We're back. BFFs, Fantasy Sports Network. It's Chris Ventura. I am Greg Zussman. There we go. There we go. All right, Chris. One more preseason game to get to, and I want to focus on the coaches now, right? You got Jacksonville and Philadelphia, two veteran head coaches, Marone, Peterson. Right. Take away from there. Bengals and Redskins is interesting. Okay. You got Zach Taylor. Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. The Redskins got stopped last week. Oh, yeah. Bad. Stop. They looked awful on offense. Really bad on offense. Zach Taylor, young, fresh. Nobody expecting anything from the Bengals tonight. Right. Plus two and a half in Washington. How'd they do in, the, in week one, though? Bengals. I, I don't have all the answers. <laughs> I don't have that answer either. I didn't I watch have, that one. I actually have no idea. Let's see. Preseason week one. The Bengals. Let me see here. They played the Chiefs. That probably didn't go well. No. Right? Maybe it did. It probably did. No. I, 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 <laughs> all right. The Ravens. So I know the Redskins got smashed 30 to 10. 49ers, right? Yeah. The, they lost to the Browns. They lost to the Browns. Oh, the Browns. The Browns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Bengals here. I don't have, I don't have that. It's a Redskins blog I pulled out, so go, go me here. <laughs> um, it's amazing. I, I just type it in. It did not, not work out. All right, whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't. Plus two and a half. The Bengals lost thirty-eight seventeen. Bengals yeah, lost thirty-eight so seventeen. They're 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 no. Now's the over for sure. I like the Bengals tonight. Like Maybe the, Zach Taylor over Jay Gruden. Plus two and a half. Why not? Because Zach Taylor has. Is it because of Zach Taylor? Yeah. He has a little, he, motiv- little motivation. A little motivation for him to get a little win in preseason. Yeah. Get his first taste of victory. What do you think? All right. Yeah, I like it because the Redskins are anemic. I know. Offensively. Packers, you got Matt LaFleur, John Harbaugh. I know you, you can say something about LaFleur. Mm-hmm. We like the Ravens, we said. Right. Jets and Falcons, Adam Gase doesn't give a crap. Neither does Dan Quinn. <laughs> and now we get to it. Now we get to it. The last game of the night. The Raiders. Yep. You know John Gruden cares more about this than anything. Yeah, yeah. He's got nothing else going for him. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to win. You got the Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury, mm-hmm. who also wants to put up a crap load of points on the board. Right. Show off his, his offensive genius. You got to imagine this game's going over the number, right? 40. 40. No. Shouldn't we go the opposite way? You going over? We're going over 40. Damn. There's no defense in this game. I mean, Murray's going to play more than... He played last week. Right. He threw what? Seven passes? Yeah. About. How many passes do you think he throws this game? Um, well, A lot. At least double. 14, okay. Yeah, 14, 14, 15. 14, 15, yeah. Right, right. So, you got to like that for the Cardinals. Yeah, man. 
only minus one, right? And the Raiders have nothing. I know. Yeah, what is he seeing a heart? Brown's not playing, so I'm not scared of that. No, no, yeah. his, his feet are not playing. No. Is it interesting we haven't seen Josh Jacobs or Tyrell Williams at all in Hard Knocks? It's so weird. I don't, I, well, you, you told me, I think you told me that Josh Jacobs said that I didn't he doesn't want to be. You told me that. So, well, I guess somebody told me that, okay. that Josh Jacobs doesn't want to be on camera or he doesn't want to be shown on the show. Arizona put up 17 points in week one of the preseason against the Cardinals. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. against the Chargers. The Raiders put up 14. It's only 31. Yeah. I need more. And it's the Rams, right? I need more. <laughs> Tell me, man. This game's going over four. I would take, yeah. All right, fine. You want to take the over? I would go with the minus one. My lock, which last time was the Lions, who got stopped by New England. Yeah. Going over 40, it's the lock. That's your lock. Huh? Over 40. I will say this. The, right. the, total, the game total opened at 41. Across the board, it's now at 39 and a half. So everybody's with Everybody's betting the under. Oh, no, everyone's, right, everyone's, everyone's betting the under. So you want to go against the green. Uh-huh. All right. Going over. I like Arizona minus one. I would bet that. That game actually really interesting. That game, Chris, yeah. opened at three. It's now all the way down to one. Yeah. scare you. Is that scary? Everybody's on the Raiders. Yeah. No, Everybody's on the Raiders. I think because of hard knocks, maybe, though. It could be. And Gruden, you know. And Gruden wants to crush people's dreams, uh-huh. like Cliff Kingsbury, I'm sure, and uh, Kyler Murray. But I, I don't think there's just not enough there. You're not, you, you, know, you don't have Antonio Brown playing. Uh, the only thing I can think of is Josh Jacobs maybe having a big day. But otherwise, Arizona has Kyler Murray throwing the ball 15 times, maybe running it a couple of times. I think they get a nice little early lead and, and hold it because the Raiders don't got much after that. Will you be watching any preseason tonight? I will watch the, the Falcons-Jets probably a little bit. I want to see Darnell. Uh, why do I say Darnell? It's Dar- Darnold. Hey, Darnold. Yeah. I think it's French for some reason. Darnold. It's like Travis Darnell. That's yeah, I like Travis Darnell. Um, maybe I'll watch a little bit of, of the Raiders-Cardinals too. I want to see Murray. I want to see Kyler Murray. I want to see Murray. Well, I want yeah. to see that offense. I, I, listen, I'm going to take in everything we can get. I got too many fantasy drafts this weekend. We got one back-to-back sitting next to each other. That's right, GST. On, on Sunday. How do you feel about that? What is this, year two for you and GST? This is year two. Year one, I got destroyed. Okay. Um, <laughs> I come into an experts league, and I just got, you know. Wallops. I got Yeah, throw, thrown through the ringer. Uh, this year, I think it'll come in a little stronger. But I do have a, a co-manager this year. I have a partner this year. Yeah, you, got, you and Steve have not been on the same page. No, we have not. But we, we discuss it. I, no, I like that we're very open about it. Sure. We talk about it. Uh, he, want, he wants to go a certain route in the draft. He wants to go wide receiver, wide receiver. I kind of want to go wide receiver running back at that 11 spot because you know how I like to do. I would like to get Julio Cook, but that might not work out. You got the pick before us. I do. So, and you told us your plan. Very, very honest. I said this before in the show. I'm very honest. There's nothing to hide to you. Yeah. I mean, you're before me, so you're going to get who you well, the want. The second anyway. round, I'm not. And you're telling me you're being very honest. I'm being very honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's who I want. And if I don't get him, it's fine. I mean, you know, we're having fun, but it is a big money league. And uh, I never had a co-manager really before in any fantasy really? aspect. Never. So this is the wow. first time, Steve. So, you know, we got so to work together. Take, why did you take a co-manager? Well, I, I told Steve about the league, and he's like, oh, I want to be him. Like, he kind of came to me, and he was very aggressive about it. Like, oh, you want to co-manage it? I was like, yeah, it's 300 20, 20 bucks, 20 yeah. bucks, right. So I'd rather split that. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I'll, I'll be able to make most of the executive decisions. Why do you say that? Steve's very into it. I mean, it was originally my team, you know? Originally, it doesn't matter. He's going to pay $160. What if I pay, uh, what if I pay um, the extra 20 He pays 150 I pay 170 Now I'm executive. I don't know about I'm that, I'm executive man. owner. I don't know about That's that. That's pretty fair. It's going to be really interesting seeing you guys in the draft because, you know, 
I've drafted a million teams at this point with Frank. Yeah. A million teams with Florio. Mm-hmm. And you guys still sometimes have yeah, situations. Yeah, all, all the time. I mean, he yeah. hated when we drafted Devontae Freeman. You saw us yesterday arguing about Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to happen. That second you and, round, You yeah. and Steve's already done it before. Yeah. Steve's very passionate about his guys. And we're both going to be live there. Uh-huh. You're just going to be there because Frank's yeah. not. And Florio's in L.A. Right. But they'll be, I'm sure, texting you. And- well, Frank, I don't know. Florio will be texting me. Mm-hmm. Florio will definitely be. But the thing is, you got three people. That's tough. Three? It's hard. you got three different opinions. Only one guy's there at the draft, though. So you're going to be holding in the reins. Ultimately, my choice. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, listen, Steve's got a plan to try to throw off the BFFs, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. What's that? I'm not, I'm not wow, sure. Wow, exactly we've been very honest with each other. I know, I know. What's the plan? I'm not sure what his plan is. That's the thing. Yeah, throw us off. Yeah, yeah, he wants to throw you off somehow. I'm sure he's going to do that. Because it's just you there and not Frank. Right. So he wants you guys to get off your game since you're picking before us, too. Sure. So that's why I brought Steven as a secret weapon to bring me down to earth a little bit because I'm a little delusional about certain guys, uh, specifically Kenyon Drake. Yeah. You know, there's guys I love, and I will take them no matter what, Ronald Jones, and I need him to, like, you know, basically keep me level. This is uh, – so last year the draft was held on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it was Saturday, August 25th, so next weekend. Right. We're, we're drafting this one week early. Yeah, and on Sunday too, right? On a Sunday, that's right. So that was a year I got engaged immediately following the GST draft last year. So my heart oh, was not nice. in it. My heart was not in the draft. Yeah, yeah. But you and Frank were there together last we year. We were Frank right? were there together. And I eventually was like, all right, Frank, I, I, I got to go. I got to get out of here. You left early? Yeah, man. I don't remember. I left. I mean, listen, I made like the first 12 picks. I, left, I missed the last four. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But uh, it was a year to the day I got engaged. It was GST draft day. Yeah. Wow. I, I think we all got engaged around the same time, too. You, did you pick a wedding date yet? Yeah. February. Oh, it's Go, soon. Going to Bora Bora, yeah, for a wedding. I didn't realize it was official. Yeah, official. Oh, my God. It's Fe- booked. February what? Um, I think it's the second week of February. I don't even know the day you're getting married. I don't know. Yeah, she did it. I don't do anything. That's very funny. <laughs> I don't do anything for that. Let's see here. You could be getting married on my birthday. Possibly. Is it a, is it a Saturday night you're getting married? Or it could be any day. Well, we're going, we're going for almost two weeks. Right, if you're only getting married one of the days. Yeah, yeah. So you're going, I assume, after the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes, definitely after the Super Bowl. The whole football season has to play out, yeah. Football, uh, let's see here. Okay, it's, uh, the Super Bowl's probably early this year because, yeah, it's probably the s- second year, good. So you're, you're so, gonna, yeah, it's usually the second, right? Yeah, yeah. It's usually the se- first Sunday. This year happens to be the second year, good. Um, all right, so. It's going to be fun. Horrible. No stress. Don't have to worry about the catering and all this stuff. Does that also stuff? count as your honeymoon? Yes, that's the, whole, <laughs> that's the whole thing, exactly. It's all in one. It's all in one. Is it just you guys? You bring your families or what? No, but her mother did want, she said she wanted to come with just me and her and her, and her mother. I was like, no, that's, that's not That's got to be a hard veto. Yeah, I said, I, that was a hard no. My, and Christina, she's, she gave a hard no on that as well. Yeah. So it should be us two, because we don't want to stress about a wedding. The whole, sure. My whole theory on weddings is like, why is it so stressful for the people that are Beyond. actually getting married? Beyond stressful. Beyond stressful. You have to worry about all this thing, money, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Then you got to make everyone happy. Yep. Oh, is the food good? Is this good? Uh-huh. Who wants to deal with that? Right. So I think the new way of, wave of weddings should be going away, make it a honeymoon in one, and you don't have to one worry about it. One of those days you just, just get us. married, you, you, yeah. you tie the knot, that's it. Right. And it's just one day where you're just you and her, and you do a little ceremony, you have a little priest there, whatever, yeah. and you're on the beach, and it's beautiful, and it's over quick. There's that's nobody great. else there watching. That's pretty awesome. I think that's fun. I'm kind of, I'm kind of. You like that? I'm what are jealous. you doing? What are you doing? How about a freaking. You're doing this thing? A big money thing, and uh, everyone's fighting. Where, though? Jersey City. Jersey City? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's in November. It's soon. Yes. That's very soon, yeah. Like 86 days away or something like that. Yeah. Are you nervous? I'm nervous about it. Uh, I mean, I... already said yes. I'll be honest. I get nervous about family 
all families coming together in one arena <laughs> or one place. I don't really embarrassing get embarrassing me. So I, I've noticed throughout this process, like I don't really get stressed out. Like, yeah, it is what it is. Like she's like all of stress. Right. Like, uh, Usually the women more yeah more. Yeah, and especially like especially after like, a fight happens, not necessarily between us, but between somebody going on. <laughs> she like it, she like wears it on her sleeve for, like the next couple of days. I'm over it. it lingers. Like, within, within, within seconds. I'm like, all right, what do you want to watch TV? Yeah. Like, I can't, TV, I can't think about this right now. I go, what yeah. else are you doing? <laughs> we, got, we got shows to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't let that get to you, but I, I do worry about a lot of people because my family's crazy. Her family's a little crazy. Italians. Coming together. Yeah, exactly. Coming together. I mean, it's a problem. The engagement party, it was a good time, but you know, you had your issues. Some underlying issues. People emb- embarrass you. My mother embarrassed me, you know? Oh, what'd she do? She, 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 she said on the air? She, yeah, she made, a, she made a quick speech. Yeah, it's nice. And then made me dance to a song with Christina. It's nice. It was nice, and I was whacked. I was so, <laughs> I was so whacked that it, I didn't even, like, I don't even remember what she said. Yeah. But if I, if I was remotely sober, I would have been completely embarrassed, because she is embarrassing. Both our mothers, in particular, are very embarrassing. That's funny. It's <laughs> very, very funny. All right, uh, we have like two minutes left. Um, I think this is dead, so I'm not gonna be able to hear anything. Yeah. You just, you just let me know when it's time to get out of here. Yeah, I got you. All right. Like the two, clock. I know, got, I know we got like two minutes or so. Mm-hmm. This thing's totally dead. So, all right. Um, all right. We got a couple games tonight. Let's run through them quickly. Uh, we start in Philly. The Phillies and the Cubs. Drew Smiley, you Darvish tonight. Uh, plus one twenty six for the Phillies and Drew Smiley. Any interest? Drew Smiley, no. Uh, Indians and Yankees. Yankees going with the opener. Adam Plutko for the Indians. Okay. Total is 10.5. Who's pitching tonight for the Yankees? Chad Green is, the, is opening. I don't know who's the bull. Oh. By Nestor Cortez. Uh, I guess I would touch the Yankees. What are they? Yankees are minus 154. Uh, no. All right. Well, my best bet of the night? Yeah. Over Adam Plutko versus Chad Green. Yankees and Indians. We're going over 10.5 tonight. You can mark okay. that down. That's good. My over tonight. Cardinals and Reds, Sonny Gray, Michael Waka. Reds are a heavy favorite, minus 160. Total's nine and a half. Not touching it, minus 160. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not, I'm not touching that. that. Yeah. Uh, Mets and Braves. Everyone's talking about how the Mets have to win this one. Marcus Stroman has to step up. Will the Braves take it home after last night's debacle by Seth Luga? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's pitching for the Braves? Julio Tehran. Uh, yes. I will take the Mets. Best bet. Best bet. Best bet of the night. There you Mets. go. Is it, there you is, have it. Is the music playing? I can't hear it. Uh, no. All right, sure. The music is just as about to play we're right st- now. We're starting? Here we go. Yeah, we're starting, starting the music. music. All right. I want to thank Eric Young for joining the show. <laughs> uh, it's been awesome having him here. Tomorrow, Brian Kedrick will be here. I want to thank Chris, Chris Venture for coming up. I want thank to thank you. Will from downstairs. Danny as well. Up next, Sean Guastamaki and At The Window. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you back here tomorrow. We hope. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. But number two for me is George Kittle of San Francisco. I know he's battling a bit of an injury here, but Kittle really came to his own last year and uh, a little bit younger than Travis Kelsey, a little bit younger than some of these other guys. I really like Kittle, Eric. He's my number two tight end.
Yeah, Kittle's number two for me as well. Love George Kittle. Uh, been high on him since he came into the league. Huge year in San Francisco last year. Uh, I think he will regress. There will be a bunch of other pass catchers there, none of which they had last year. Uh, healthy Jimmy Garoppolo should help, um, but I think that they're gonna they're gonna distribute this ball far and wide, and I don't think there's going to be a number one fantasy option really anywhere in San Francisco um, because you're not, game to game you're not gonna know who's gonna get the targets, and they're not gonna know. They're just gonna kind of do it as as they feel, very West Coast offense style, spread the field, throw the ball all over the place, kind of thing, and th- and throw it to the running backs. Um, but yeah, I got I got Kittle. Uh, he's definitely my number two, a guy that I'd be su- super happy to get. Uh, in the third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, absolutely. Where he's going around that number makes a lot of sense. And, and I think you're right. You look at this 49ers offense, and there is no clear number one wide receiver, number two, number three, whatever. We've talked a lot about Dante Pettis this offseason, especially because Frank loves him. And all the news coming out of San Francisco is that we don't know what role Dante Pettis is ultimately going to play in this 49ers offense. There's one sure thing in that is George Kittle. I think what makes the conversation even more interesting, Eric, is, is that with Kansas City, like, yeah, Travis Kelsey is amazing, but you also have Sammy Watkins. You also have Tyreek Hill. You also have Damian Williams. We're all going to get receptions out uh, or from Patrick Mahomes. And it's a better offense. I'm not trying to argue that. With San Francisco, like, you have Dante Pettis and Evo Samuel and, and Marquise Goodwin and, like, awesome, right? Like, cool. George Kittle is far and away the number one guy. To me, if you're looking at draft, uh, just in a vacuum here, and I have to take Travis Kelsey in the second round, or I can get George Kittle close to the fifth, I'm absolutely taking Kittle. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind Kittle in the fifth. Um, what worries me is that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't the quarterback when he was point. when he was getting all these numbers. If you look, I mean, there was a connection there, but it wasn't like the one with Mullins. Um, uh, so it, the reality is, is, is we don't really know. We know that this offense is going to be decent. Uh, we th- I'm pretty sure they're going to stockpile fantasy points. Uh, love the coaching staff. Love the coordinator. Uh, like a lot of the pieces. Uh, but the reality is, is we, we don't know. We don't. We, we've never seen these guys play together, and you can't just say, "Oh, well, he caught a bunch of balls last year, and that's what's going to happen." It's a different team offensively. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. 